Nothing is over until we decide it is. It's time for the Chicago Blackhawks postgame show on the Blackhawks Radio Network. Here's Joe Brand. Unfortunately, the road trip blues continue for the Chicago Blackhawks team. No casualties in this game. They do finish 60 minutes without losing any veterans, which has been an unfortunate trend for this team and a big reason why they've had some trouble scrapping together a full 60 minutes, but they do fall short to the New York Rangers 4-1 to tonight from Madison Square Garden. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show. We're taking you up to 9.30 tonight here on 720 WGN. If you'd like to join us, 312-981-7200. But first, we're going to head on over to the Madison Square Garden and bring in Troy Murray, who was on the call with John Wideman tonight. And Troy, as we talked about, a solid 40 minutes for this team. The last 20... Not quite so much. This Rangers team was eager to get back on track after a rough loss to the Carolina Hurricanes in their last game, and they were able to take care of business and, and just really solidify things in the last 20 minutes of the game. I didn't mind what I saw in the, in the first 40 minutes, but for a team that is struggling to, to score goals, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're not going to come in here and score five goals against the New York Rangers, who gave up six in that game against Carolina. Rangers were really focused, but I, I think that when you saw those two goals go in, in the early in the third period, I, I think that really kind of deflated the Blackhawks and took a little wind out of their sails. It just didn't seem like they had the same energy and weren't finishing checks and I think Rangers and they've got an experienced roster you know you can sprinkle in one or two guys that are young and you see you know that that the experience I, I thought really showed in the third period they really didn't allow the Blackhawks to get back in it you know you want to try and figure it out but you know when you're missing some of your key players when you're missing that bulk of your core group of guys uh, that have NHL experience it, it really shows up in a game like this and you know the effort I think was there, but at the same time, you got to have better execution, and yet you have to have a mindset that you're going to win these games like three to two, two to one. So you really have to stress the defensive side of it because you really don't have NHL experience offensive players in the lineup right now, and it really shows with two goals in the last three games. I was finally able to see a replay, and I know this Chris Kreider goal is a little bit old news, but I was finally able to see a replay of exactly what you were talking about, Troy, and now I get it because Kreider's just kind of standing there before that loose puck is in front of the crease, then he takes off, then he stops, and that's when the puck goes off his skate. Like you said, it's not distinctly a kicking motion, but it does go off his skate, and he is stopping. But he has to stop because he starts, and and he starts by going after the puck. The only thing I don't really understand is why doesn't he lead with his stick? I feel like just your your intuition and for a, a better result would be to lead forward with the stick. I mean, is it easier to just try and direct it in with your skate, even if you're creating the illusion that that's not what you're doing? I, you know what? I'd have to take a, a real good look at it and try and break it down in my mind. But, um, you know, he's, he's if he had an opportunity uh, to move it with his, his stick or to put it in the net with his stick, he probably would have. I think it was a little bit. He had to stick up in his air a little bit when he went in there. And then you see him come in there, and, and there's obvious intent for him to stop and knock that puck into the net. Um, but I... You know, not going to argue about it, but the, the, the maybe the, the telling story was as soon as he did it, didn't celebrate, he looked over at the referee kind of like, well, did you see that? 
and then really didn't kind of get into the celebration mode. I think that he might have thought that this was going to get turned over, and the coaching staff of the Blackhawks were not happy with that decision, but it is what it is. Yeah, no, for sure. It's not like it made the, the total difference in this one. All right, Troy, the last thing I want to get to you with is I heard you guys talking about a little bit of your hockey history, and I, I won't go back to your first goal, but how about the first time you were at Madison Square Garden? Do you remember that much? Nope. <laughs> okay, well... You know, you know what I, I said that earlier because I said, you know, this is a night he'll never forget playing in Madison Square Garden. And I'm going, <laughs> I, I, I probably thought, I probably thought that at the same time. I'm going, man, this is cool. I'm playing in Madison Square Gardens, but I, I, I don't remember the first time that I played here. Well, it was, it was like your fourth year. It was 1985. And then I played my first game in Madison Square Garden. But it wasn't the first time you played the Rangers, which like kind of caught me off guard because I, I kept going year after year. And, and yeah, you didn't you didn't play in Madison Square Garden until March of 1985. And why is why is that? I don't. It's your history. You can't you can't tell well, you, me. You brought it up. I'm trying to figure it out. I don't. I, maybe that's why I don't remember it. it was hey, why'd you do that? Years, your, four years into my career, why'd you do that on your 21st? I don't know. Why did I do that? Well, maybe, and I, maybe it, I was out at Studio. What do you? What was that? Studio 54? Studio 54, as John Wideman chimes in. Yeah. Uh, well, and it was maybe, funny. Maybe that's why I don't remember playing. <laughs> I'm, looking at, I'm, I'm looking at the box score, too, and I'm like, oh, look at that. He scored a goal, but I, I'm looking at the wrong column. That's the penalty summary, and you, you did have the first penalty of the game. But uh, an overtime winner for, for the Chicago Blackhawks against the New York Rangers on March 11th, 1985. Game winner uh, scored I by Ben Wilson. Well. Yeah, of course. How could you forget it? Daryl Sutter, a two-point night. <laughs> I don't have a clue. <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to remember Connor Bedard's first night better than I'm going to remember mine. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I will too, because I, there's no way I remember yours. But uh... Yeah, <laughs> it was a few years before you came into existence. Yeah, I was, I was about negative six, but uh, we, we won't get into that too deep. All right, pal. Well, maybe maybe another memorable game in the future soon for, for us and this Blackhawks team. Another one tomorrow night against the Devils, who are sitting back and well-rested. There's not much of a travel issue here, but, uh, you know, the Blackhawks will have an opportunity to get right back at it. Devils are a high-skating, high-flying team. Uh, they, you know, they play a, a really fast game. Uh, but they're not as heavy as the New York Rangers. Um, you know, so the Blackhawks got to have their feet moving tomorrow in that game and forget about this one tonight. Find a way to score some goals. And, and if really, if you look at it, and if you're, if you're this group of guys, how do you score goals? It, it is getting pucks to the net and getting bodies. I mean, you, you, they, they've having, they're having trouble executing the pretty plays. So forget the pretty plays. Get down dirty. Get into the offensive zone. Work it down low. Low to high. Shots, rebounds, tips, screens. That's what you have to. You're gonna have to do. And I think you can do that against the Devils' defense. Yeah, sounds like a good plan. It'll be a fast game tomorrow and a fast turnaround for you and the boys. All right, Troy. We'll talk to you tomorrow night. All right. Thanks, Joe. All righty. That is Troy Murray, our pal with John Weideman after a four-one loss to the New York Rangers over at Madison Square Garden. 312-981-7200. Hawks fall in their fourth straight game on this road trip. It's now a winless road trip of 0-3-1. They're unfortunately on a trend now 
of a 13-game losing skid on the road. But uh, it is important to point out how many pieces the Hawks are missing right now. It's the first time in the last five games they've ended a contest without losing someone to injured reserve or some type of injury. And uh, good showing by Jacob Megna in his first game with the Hawks. He was brought in for that exact reason, to help fill the depth that the Hawks have kind of been lacking over these past couple of days. And he helped get the secondary assist on the Colin Blackwell goal. His first goal of the season, that was a feel-good moment. Uh, Seemed to pump a little bit of energy into the building on the Hawks' side after that goal. And I, I tweeted it out that Colin Blackwell has just brought it every game since returning. And you feel really good for him because just dealing with all sorts of excuse me, uh, situations and and problems since season-ending injury, uh, surgery, I should say, last season. He had so many setbacks during the offseason. It clearly took a toll on him mentally as he was just only able to be a fly on the wall during training camp and, and gearing up for this season and has taken full advantage of every single minute that he's played since rejoining the Hawks roster. He obviously had that sensational game at the United Center his first game back, and he's continued to bring that and has continued to find his way in important spots in the lineup, too. I mean, Luke Richardson hasn't messed around too much with that Felino Dickinson Blackwell line and after Blackwell scored that goal he drew a penalty and then Luke Richardson just kept putting that line out there because they were doing the most damage so uh, hopefully that can continue for him and can feed off on a couple of other guys too let's also point out probably the biggest news of the night Connor Bedard an all-star for the Blackhawks this year he's the lone representation of the Chicago Blackhawks this year for the all-star game but very well deserved back-to-back rookie of the year rookie of the month I should say although keep in mind for rookie of the year uh, possibly coming Connor Bedard's way towards the end of the season um but he becomes the youngest player ever to be named an all-star. 18 years, 171 days old. Uh, pretty cool that he'll be sporting the Blackhawks sweater in Toronto for the all-star game. Again, 312-981-7200 is our phone number. You can call us. You can text. Uh, we've been getting some information from Declan out in New York. He was the one that told us about that rough story of a train derailment up in the Big Apple that may have uh, limited and delayed some fans getting to the game tonight at Madison Square Garden. Uh, But he's been doing some uh, rubbing of the Rangers' victory over the Hawks in our face. You know, I was going to say the Rangers were going to win by three, but chickened out. Sounded like a good game on the radio. Uh, One last note on that subway incident. It looks like one of the cars in one of the trains may be damaged beyond repair. Nothing else to update. Sounded like there were a couple people injured. But uh, that being the extent of injuries, so at least that's a good sign as kind of a scary moment over in New York. But yes, this is the Chicago Blackhawks postgame show here in Chicago. But again, appreciate uh, Declan from New York chiming in. Again, 312-981-7200. Our guy Devin from Payless Hills. The last time Seth Jones has been in the lineup, was December 10th since the Hawks have gone since then I should say the Hawks have gone 2 8 and 1 I know correlation doesn't equal causation but dot 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 yeah no that's definitely a huge part of it I mean Seth Jones is a big piece of this team and despite what a lot of people who disagree with me who listen and call in and text in uh, there's just a, a huge presence that's lacking with him not in the lineup. Defensively, on the power play, 
there's just so much. And, and just leadership in the dressing room, too. I mean, I know Nick Felino has taken on a, a big supply of that, but Seth Jones is the Blackhawks' best defenseman. He's also the most experienced Blackhawks defenseman, and they don't have him right now. They're relying on so many young guys. That's why pulling up a guy like Jacob Megna, who didn't even get a spot on an NHL roster with the Seattle Kraken this year, is so useful for this Hawks team. And that's not a knock on Jacob Megna. It sounds like a really cool story of him working his way into the league, uh, kind of surprising himself and a lot of other people that may have doubted him his entire career. And uh, just a cool story of him being a home hometown kid as well. He's from Northbrook. Now he gets to play for his hometown team and uh, does a good showing tonight. Again, fed a long stretch pass up the ice that fed Boris Kachuk. Kachuk feeds Colin Blackwell. Very nice finish by Colin Blackwell to score the goal against his former team and uh, got the Hawks ramped up for a little bit, but uh, not enough tonight. And again, not enough both roster-wise, not enough both talent-wise. I don't think Peter Mrazek had his best game. I, I don't want to knock him too much because he uh, wasn't really set up for a ton of success tonight, but maybe a goal or two that he'd probably like to have back uh, as the Hawks fall in this one 4-1 to to the New York Rangers. One other note on the box scores I'm taking a look. Connor Bedard picked up three shots on goal tonight. He had none in the Nashville game, so good to see him just finding a little bit more rhythm offensively. Nothing to really uh, be worried about. It, it was just the type of game that had happened in Nashville, um, but it's still nice to see Bedard bounce back from those situations. 29% from the faceoff circle. We've seen him kind of dip a little bit after seeing some improvement a couple of weeks ago. Uh, shots on goal in favor of the Rangers, 32-23. to 23. Even though that's not entirely lopsided, there was definitely more of a difference in the third period. At one point, uh, the Rangers had 11 of the first 13 shot attempts in that third period. It was just a much different game in the first 40 minutes. You were pretty much pleased with how the Hawks had performed in the first two periods. Unfortunately, not enough to get things going once the third period started. And uh, the Rangers could just kind of sit back and play a little bit more reserved game with a three-goal lead as they do pick up their 26th win on the season. That now leads the NHL in wins. I'll I'll take a quick look at the scoreboard because the only team they were behind record-wise was the Boston Bruins. Boston ends up falling to the Pittsburgh Penguins. The Bruins see their four-game winning streak come to an end. That game was weird. Six goals in the first period as it was a 4-2 lead for Pittsburgh. They end up hanging on to it with a 6-5 victory. But um, now the Rangers have the best record in the NHL. So that's what you're dealing with. The Hawks towards the bottom of the standings in the NHL taking on the best team in the NHL record-wise. Not to mention all the players that the Hawks are missing right now. As John said later on in the broadcast, the seven guys, or six or seven, whatever, that they're without now this year have played a combined 1,000 games or more than 1,000 games in the NHL. That's That's a big thing that this team is missing right now. And unfortunately, it's probably going to be the storyline for a little bit, as Troy was mentioning, of Anthony Beauvillier hitting injured reserve. So is Tyler Johnson. So is Taylor Radish. Seth Jones hopefully making his comeback once the team returns home. But I'd be very surprised if he were available in the game against the Calgary Flames, which is just two games away. That's on Sunday. This road trip wraps up tomorrow with the team in New Jersey. 
But another point, I, I like what John, uh, Troy had to bring up about the style of New Jersey's game. Still a fast, very young team. Maybe that's a, a matchup the Hawks can be a little bit more favorable with, even with missing so many guys uh, right now on the roster. We've got more to get to. We're going to play some sound from the Blackhawks dressing room. Again, 312-981-7200 if you'd like to call or if you'd like to text, we're doing this post-game show until 9.30, recapping a 4-1 loss to the New York Rangers. This is the Blackhawks post-game show on 720 WGN. Going to get the puck is Magnet. He's got it behind the Hawk net. Outlet pass on the money. Kachuk over the Ranger line. Left wing. Put it out in front. There's Blackwell. Shoots. He scores! A former Ranger coming back to haunt his old mates with his first point ever against the Rangers. He puts the Hawks on the board 2-1. And what a pass made by Megna and Vlasic around to Kachuk and Kachuk put it right onto the stick of Blackwell right in front of the Ranger net and he deeks Shesterkin down and out and put it behind him. That's actually not the first time that Colin Blackwell has put on that kind of move this season. It was his first game back. I forget the team. I should have looked this up. But it was his first game back at the United Center. He did a move like that, kind of spun around and found Jason Dickinson just gliding in as Dickinson was able to net. I believe that was his 12th goal of the season. No, his 10th goal of the season that gave him his career high. Either way, tonight was Colin Blackwell's eighth game back since officially joining the roster. His first game back, he had that two-point night. He had a just an amazing performance. It was against Colorado Avalanche, that's right, because he had the, the huge hard hit on Nathan McKinnon and just kind of sucked the life out of Colorado that day. But anyway, eight games in, Colin Blackwell has just really brought it every single night, and it was really cool to see him get rewarded with his first goal of the season tonight. His first goal against his former team in the New York Rangers, and uh, we'll give him tonight's player with the most heart. Sponsored by Northwestern Medicine. Northwestern Medicine is home to the state's leading heart and vascular program, top ranked for 16 straight years by U.S. News and World Report. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks post game show. We're taking you up to 9:30 tonight here on 720 WGN. 312-981-7200 if you'd like to join us. Really quick, Dexter in Bolingbrook. I was surprised because the Rangers and Blackhawks don't usually fight each other. Then I heard who the coach was. I'm not quite sure um, the message behind that. And actually, just last year, we saw a couple of little skirmishes uh, with Andreas Athanasiu and Jacob Truba. And uh, I believe Truba fought one of the Blackhawks enforcers. I forget who it was. Um, but there was also the, the hard hit he had on Jujar Kara earlier this, or two years ago now I'm going back. But anyway, it was the fight tonight was between Jacob Truba and Blake Wheeler. Uh, or, excuse me, uh, Jared Tenorti and Blake Wheeler. I'll get my players arranged at some point. Uh, Jared Tenorti continues to be just a strong presence on this Hawks team, both literally and figuratively, and uh, just held his own in front of the Hawks net, just shoved Wheeler down to the ice, and then Wheeler got up and said, okay, let's go. And uh, pretty decent scrap from those two very big guys, kind of a heavyweight fight. But uh, you like to see that type of energy, that type of enforcement still coming from a guy like Jared Tenorti, even with a rough matchup tonight between the Hawks and the New York Rangers. Uh, From the 312 area code, uh, 
Finding a lot of things to talk about, not much going on. Some of our issues were unpredictable, but sadly, some of our problems could have been predicted. KD, meaning Kyle Davidson, rolled the dice and took some risks that did not work out. Always the friction between emerging talent and experienced professionals, alas. Kind of a lot of thoughts there. Um, I don't know how much of the struggles of the Hawks this year needs to be dwelled on Kyle Davidson. I I understand he's the guy making the decisions and he's the one in charge. But as you said, a lot of things unpredictable. I don't think it's the the makeup of the roster. I I don't think it's the contradiction between the veterans and and the younger guys. I mean, when this roster was getting pieced together, it it was a pretty exciting offseason. I mean, you knew that the Hawks weren't set up for a long Stanley Cup playoff run, but with the excitement of Connor Bedard, with the addition of Taylor Hall and Nick Foligno, and even at the time with Corey Perry, and then bringing in Ryan Donato, who was just kind of a, a lower marquee signing at the time, you know, along with how well the Hawks did last season, you just kind of were excited about this year because even though expectations may not have been too high, you still were kind of in a situation where you feel, okay, expect the worst, hope for the best, and be entertained and encouraged by whatever comes of it. And luckily that's been the case with Connor Bedard. Bedard has been everything that we have pretty much expected him to be so far. Connor Bedard, 37 games in, leads the Hawks with 15 goals, leads the Hawks with 18 assists and 33 total points. And if you didn't hear the breaking news Earlier today, he was named the Blackhawks All-Star this year. He becomes the youngest All-Star in NHL history, so he continues to shine and uh, fresh off winning back-to-back Rookie of the Month awards from the NHL continues to be the prized possession of the Hawks and somewhat the NHL as well. All the injuries, all the setbacks that the Hawks have had to deal with now, no one could have predicted. And based on everything we saw from from this team last year, how Luke Richardson got them ready, how much they improved over the offseason, I, I, I was really thinking things would be different this season, but not quite the case. Uh, the good news is this is still the early stages of a rebuild. Once again, heading into this year, not a lot of people were expecting a long playoff run. This is sometimes the result of a rebuild, and this is the rough time the Hawks are going through right now. We gave Colin Blackwell our player with the most heart. He chatted with the media. Let's hear from the Hawks goal scorer tonight. It's disappointing. I Obviously, uh, it's been a tough road trip so far, but um, you know, after that second period, we, we had the momentum, uh, and it was important to to kind of get a good start in the first five minutes to kind of set the tone, know that you know we're going to be there, uh, especially at the end of the game. You know, they scored early, and then they scored that second one shortly after that. Um, so, I mean, you know, we got to play a full sixty minutes is what we keep preaching, and, and for whatever reason, uh, keeps these uh, just short five ten minute little uh, spurts uh, kind of not playing together as a whole and ultimately a good team like that uh, finds some of those holes and capitalizes on it. On your goal uh, it was a nice uh, pass by Kachuk but you were in position for it with the city. Uh, yeah, it was a great uh, quick up uh, by Megs. Um, obviously, they were changing, um, and I was uh, uh, just getting off the bench uh, from a change, and I saw D kind of fire it up to the far blue line, and uh, Bo made a great play. He waited uh, a little bit to, uh, to the stick got out of the way of that defenseman and uh, slid it over to me, and uh, you know he made a great play, and I, I was lucky to uh, you know finally find the back of the net for the first time in a long time. Yeah, how does it uh, feel to get that monkey off your back? Yeah, no, it's definitely good. Um, 
obviously, uh, you know, it's been a, a long time coming. I knew uh, uh, I'm still trying to round out my game after missing so much time. And, um, you know, I knew eventually it was, it was going to come. Uh, just a matter of, uh, you know, just sticking with some of the, the little things, um, uh, watching some film and making sure I'm doing some of the right things. And uh, he made a, guys made some great plays, and, you know, I got rewarded for it. What do you think about that Crowder goal? I mean, that, that kind of kicking thing is a little controversial. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that's, uh, you know, where we lost the game. Um, I think, uh, you know, there's definitely a gray area with some of that uh, with the kicking stuff, but at the same time, you know, you look at it, you know, he stopped, he didn't necessarily kick, so I guess if you look at the rule book, um, you know, it sucks, but uh, it's a goal. You know, I think we could have done, um, you know, some things to maybe just dig out the front of the net, and um, uh, but that's not where we lost the game. You know, there, there's a few times, uh, um, you know, it's it's things that build up to, to a big thing, so, um, you know, obviously that uh, took a little bit of wind out of our sails, but I liked how uh, the guys responded shortly after that, and I, I thought that we finished that second period really strong. We got the momentum, drew some penalties, and um, yeah, I think that's the uh, yeah, the name of our game has to be moving forward is when you know bad things happen and, and things don't go our way we kind of have to put the work boots on and just get back to work like we did there i think that's the right approach to have when discussing that goal uh troy murray did a great job of breaking it down in one of the intermissions and i, I was chatting with him about it but i didn't quite see the replay that really explained what troy was talking about and yeah he and colin blackwell are right what Kreider did he came into the crease, he stopped, the puck hit his skate, it went in. First, I was talking about Kreider moving his skates in order to stop. That kind of changed the direction of the way his skate was going, but it still, to me even, didn't look like a kicking motion. But if you look at one view in particular, and I don't know if the other views have it, but one goal, one view in particular is behind the Blackhawks' net. And Kreider's in front of the crease. And the puck hits off the crossbar, whatever, whatever, the elbow, bounces down in front of the crease, and Kreider skates forward. So he's he's already stopped, then he moves forward, but he stops while the puck goes off his skate and in. They called it a good goal in real time on the ice. Immediately, Peter Morazic was arguing with the officials that it was kicked in. By the book, by the rules, yeah, it's a good goal. And man, does it stink, and man, is it gray. And even Chris Kreider, the goal was scored. He kind of looks around. Did anyone see that? Did anyone see that that shouldn't have been a good goal? And I swear, I'd like to see the replay again. He skates up to the Rangers bench, and before he goes through the handshake line, he kind of shakes his head side to side saying, no, this one's going to get turned. But they didn't turn it. I do think if it was called a no goal from a distinct kicking motion in real time. It would not have been overturned, but Troy's right. By the book, by the rule, it is a goal. It shouldn't be a goal because Kreider is stopped. He's, he's motionless. Then he moves forward, and then by stopping, because he started, the puck goes off his skate and in. I don't know how you fix that. I don't know if you you change, you add another little, you know, an asterisk next to while stopping, you know, it's okay to be a goal. And then at the bottom say, but if you are already stopped and then you pick up your motion again. I mean, honestly, if he planned to do that, it's a pretty slick move. I don't think he did. But again, 
and and this is so much easier when you see the replay. But I brought the question up to Troy: Why doesn't he lead with his stick? Because you would think that just your hockey instincts would be okay. Get the stick to the puck, get the puck in. But it, he really does lead with his feet. And that's how the Rangers end up scoring the second goal. Again, it was technically the game-winning goal, but you lose by three goals. You can't pick apart something like that. It's just frustrating. It's just the way it goes. And uh, based on how the Hawks played in that third period, it's it's not a game they should have won anyway. But uh, it is something interesting to talk about at this moment. Uh, and Colin Blackwell, I thought, did a good job of summarizing it as well. Again, 312-981-7200. If you'd like to chime in, you can call, you could text. Um, we also have sound from the newest Blackhawk, Jacob Megna. New defenseman made his debut tonight. Let's hear from number 24, who got the secondary assist on Colin Blackwell's goal. Uh, you know, it was good. It was good to get out there with the guys. And, you know, it's been a long uh, day and a half of travel, uh, but exciting to play uh, some hockey again in this league and exciting to play in this building. So um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the positives from it for sure, and um, it's just good to be back playing. What's your perspective coming in on this team and, I guess, what's, what's working and maybe what isn't? Um, you know what? I, I was really impressed with their, with their work ethic. You know, I thought that second period really took uh, control of the game. It had a really good pushback, and, um, you know, unfortunately we weren't able to, to keep it going in the third, but you can see what we can be. Um, if we're all playing together and, and we're on the same page and we're working, so it's it's a positive sign for sure. Is it, is it weird at all for you when you woke up yesterday in a different team and now you're using first person for? Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, it's kind of just the way the business works. I was kind of new to it until getting traded last year, and I kind of got thrown in the fire there as well. So I'm starting to starting to figure it out a bit. But um, you know, things move quickly in this league, and you know, you get you're like you said, you're somewhere, and then the next day you're somewhere else, and you just uh, it's it's always a good hockey guys are good guys, and so it was nice to come to this group and and feel like part of it right away and, and to be welcomed in. Uh, you just heard Colin credit you on, on his goal. Uh, what did you see play out? Yeah, you know, I saw they kind of chipped it in and, and were looking to change, so I just tried to get up to our forwards as quick as I could, you know. Um, I think any time we can go north with it, I think we put a lot of pressure on teams, and um, the simpler you are, I think I think you get rewarded for that um, a lot of times, and I think we're a team like us where we just play hard and we have to outwork teams to, to get our chances. Um, you know, that's going to kind of be our, our staple moving forward here. What do you think of the Korchinski penalty? Which one was that around me? Uh, that was the interference penalty. Oh, yeah, he was just kind of standing there. It's, it's a tough one. I don't, um, I didn't see it live, but obviously the ref saw something. They kind of tried to even up the penalties, it seemed like, a lot tonight. If they gave one, it was 4-on-4 four four pretty quickly. Um, but you know what? It, it happens. I didn't see it uh, in live time, so um, it kind of looked like he was just standing there, but it, it's an area. Sometimes they call it, sometimes they don't. What happened to the start of the third period? Maybe we were asking this before, but shifted the game totally in their favor. Yeah, you know, I feel like we just had a couple shifts where maybe we sat back or we weren't on our toes like we were to finish the, the second period. And, and they're, credit to them, they're a really good team. You know, teams are going to um, capitalize if you if you let up. And um, you can see how, how good our game is when we're playing together and we're on top of it and we're playing hard. And then you can see the opposite. And that just a couple minutes of lapses and, you know, two are internet and the game's kind of out of reach. Newest Blackhawk, Jacob Megna, who had a secondary assist on the Blackhawks' lone goal after a 4-1 loss to the New York Rangers. Uh, again, 312-981-7200 if you'd like to join. It sounds like uh, we had a caller, Bob, who uh, wanted to bring up Andrew Shaw's headbutt goal from the 2013 Stanley Cup run. I think that was against the Ducks in the Western Conference Final. Somewhat similar, yeah, but... 
Yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying, because what I was saying was that Kreider's intention was to skate forward, not to use his stick. But the the thing was, his stick was there. His stick was down. So why not go first with the stick to try to knock the puck in rather than your skate? But but I get what you're saying. I appreciate the call. Uh, we'll go to the text line. Again, 312-981-7200 from the 224 area code. Not entirely lopsided, question mark, exclamation point, question mark. Why you always have to sugarcoat things. Uh, thanks for chiming in, 224. I mentioned not entirely lopsided regarding the shots on goal overall in the game. Through the first two periods, the Hawks were being outshot 18-14, to which I don't think is entirely lopsided. And uh, in the third period, they were outshot 14-8, to which resulted in a final of 32-22 to shots on goal in favor of the New York Rangers. That's what I was getting at. You know, someone on Twitter, too, was barking at me for what I had to say about Colin Blackwell giving it his all for eight games and just chimed in, oh, he's got one goal, that's the new standard. I mean, I get context, but but full context is also important, too. I understand this is a frustrating time right now and, and these losses that continue to stack up on each other are rough, but let's not go through a fine-tooth comb and, and pull out little things to be upset about and, and try to pull that out as uh, as a complete negative. Anyway, 312-981-7200 if you'd like to come and join. Hawks fall to the Rangers 4-1 to over at Madison Square Garden. We're going to take a break. We'll hear from the head coach, Luke Richardson, when we come back. Blackhawks postgame show, 720 WGN. now to the left wing boards. Sent the puck down to Benino, back in the net to Othlin on the doorstep, and he cranks it in on goal, turned out of air by Morazic. Benino back in the net, wraparound try, big save by Peter Morazic as he practically did the splits in the goal crease and got the pads on it, knocking it wide. That was our Save of the Game, sponsored by ComEd Financial Assistance Programs. Hawks fall to the New York Rangers 4-1 to tonight at Madison Square Garden. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show, taking you up to 9.30 tonight. 312-981-7200 if you'd like to join us from the 773 area code. Injuries continue to be to, to bedeviled this team. I wasn't expecting playoffs. Any crazy deals will not help short-term, but will hurt long-term. Mrazic, a warrior as usual in goal. Again, 312-981-7200 if you'd like to join us. Yeah, maybe I was a little bit too hard on Peter Morazic a little bit earlier in this postgame show. The one goal I didn't like was Jacob Truba as it came off the wall. I just feel like uh, Morazic should have had that. But other than that, you can't really knock the other goals on him. So for the people that do think I'm sugarcoating things, that's a time where I'm retracting my statement of being too hard on a player. Let's hear from the head coach, Luke Richardson. A little the same as the Nashville game. I thought we, you know, had a really good first period. We we worked and, uh, uh, you know, same thing. We're having tough luck around the net right now, and uh, you know, teams are playing hard, and they're at this time of the year they're starting to get harder around the net. So we're going to have to get harder to try and find, uh, you know, like a, some goal, like you know, what I mean, like a nice goal or one that goes off a foot. We're going to have to, uh, you know, find a way to get that because it seems like we're playing from behind right now. Like one mistake goes in our net. So uh, even after playing well, so we got to somehow get back.
uh, past that point, and it's uh, there's really not sure what the answer to get back is. It's just sticking to the game plan and making sure that we're executing as much as possible. We'll get the one night that a few of them go in. Does the ple- depleted roster? Do you feel like it's having an effect? Uh, well, it's it's yeah, definitely. I don't know how many teams can um, absorb this many injuries, and uh, you know we we're, we're just getting our feet under our ground trying to get people to play together and some continuity. Uh, you know, with some new lines and a new lineup, but uh, you know, it's uh, it's what we're dealt with right now. We have to deal with it. Uh, you know, I think at times we've played really well over the last two games, but uh, uh, you know, playing really well, it's not enough in this league. But Bedard getting an All Star nod has to be something of a lift. Yeah, I'm sure that's uh, that's a you know a very exciting time for him and his family, and uh, you know he's had a, a really good start. You know, there's still lots of, of things for a young 18 year old to learn in this league, but one of them is uh, how to handle the highs and the lows. And uh, you know, right now our team is on a low, so you know all the players individually feel uh, you know I mean partly responsible and that they could do better and that. But this is a good perk for him to obviously put in his pocket and hopefully gives a little lift to him and, uh, and a spark to his game. Again, the NHL making it official. Connor Bedard, an all-star. He's the youngest all-star in NHL history. Uh, But do want to point out the first goal of the game, Artemi Panarin's, that ended up being a a bit of a two-on-one for the New York Rangers. It started on Vincent Trocek's shoving of Connor Bedard down to the ice as Bedard had the puck in the Rangers zone right by the blue line. Troy Murray pointed it out right away that that's a learning moment for Connor Bedard. It's, it's the type of situation where you've got to be aware of who you're up against, what might be the best situation to hold on to the puck, and what might be a better situation to put it down you know, into the corner or try to get something going offensively. I, I don't call it a welcome-to-the-league moment. I call it more of a... Uh, a learning moment. Those are the types of things that Connor Bedard is going to learn along the way, but clearly not a deficit on what he's done at the NHL level as an 18-year-old. It's it's clearly been quite enough. And from the 630 area code, could Luke Richardson end up on the hot seat soon? I don't think so. No, and that's that's my opinion. That's not me sugarcoating things. Uh, I, again, I go back to a recent article by Mark Lazarus and the Athletic sitting down with Luke Richardson talking about this frustrating year and, and the struggles that the Hawks are dealing with. But keep in mind, Kyle Davidson used the word rebuild when he officially got the job two years ago, two springs ago. The front office, the organization, has been on board with that plan fully. When they hired Luke Richardson, it was for the next head coach of the Blackhawks moving forward, not just for one year, not just for trying to make it to the playoffs and see what happened. It's for the future of this Hawks organization with their plan of a rebuild. So that's where they're at right now. That's why I don't see Luke Richardson being on the hot seat anytime soon. One more break. We'll wrap things up by taking a look around the league. Blackhawks postgame show, 720 WGN. Devils fail to clear again. Connor McMichael with a wrister looking for a tip. It goes wide. 25 to go in the period. Good check by McLeod. Loose puck for Mercer. Takes it across the line. Back to McLeod in deep. He's checked back and scores! Oh, wow! Spinorama goal by Michael McLeod. And the Devils are back in front. Matt Laughlin of WFAN, the Devils Hockey Network. And that is our next game preview, sponsored by Plumbers 911 Chicago, where they do it right the first time. 
Hawks will take on the New Jersey Devils tomorrow night in Jersey, same time as tonight's game, a 6 o'clock puck drop, so we'll have a 5.30 FanDuel Sportsbook pregame show here on 720 WGN. Wrapping up the Blackhawks postgame show after a 4-1 loss to the New York Rangers. 13 games in the NHL tonight, and we'll start off in Boston. And the Penguins will have to set up the power play. Here's Sidney Crosby, lets it go, and it goes in! Through traffic and through Jeremy Swayman. And it's a power play goal for Sidney Crosby. And with 8.41 to go in the third, 6-5 Pittsburgh. And that ended up being the final score. Six goals scored in that first period at the TD Garden. Four for Pittsburgh, two for the Bruins. But Boston sees its four-game winning streak come to an end. Pittsburgh improves to 19-14-4 and with the victory. That was Steve Levy of ESPN. Let's go to Philly. Gives it back to Fantilli. Adam over to Severson with a shot, and he scores. Oh, Damon Severson with an all-important goal for the Blue Jackets there. He got to about the top of the slot area and just put it home, and the Blue Jackets are on the board. They cut the lead in half. It is now a 2-1 to game. Well, since then, it went to overtime and a shootout. Columbus wins it 3-2, so the Flyers' winless streak extends to four games. The Blue Jackets end their two-game losing skid. Let's finish off in Dallas. Back for Nachushkin, left circle, and a save by Wedgwood. Marchment over for Duchesne. He gets angled by Johansson, moved past and picked up a penalty, and a follow-up score! Tyler Sagan! second. Josh Bogorod of Bally Sports Southwest. That game's still in action. Dallas a 4-3 lead over the Colorado Avalanche. Colorado has won five out of their last six and they lead the Central with 51 points but in danger of losing tonight. Blackhawks hockey's been sponsored by Sitco. When you start with Sitco, you're good to go. United Airlines, your Chicago and Northwest Indiana Hyundai dealers. Plumbers 911 Chicago, where they do it right the first time, and Northwestern Medicine. Big thanks to all the help we had here at the WGN Studios, our production team of Alan Poppy and Jack Heinrich. Brett Jackson was the captain tonight on the board. Over at Madison Square Garden, John Wideman and Troy Murray had the call. For everyone that I mentioned, I'm Joe Brand. Hawks fall to the New York Rangers 4-1. to Our next broadcast tomorrow night, Hawks in Jersey, pregame show at 530.